It's about to go down. What up, what up, what's going on today? It's your boy Daydrin. Again, it's your boy Steven. And this is the Couch and Potato Podcast. What's up, man? Not much, man. Um, had a couple of family issues I had to deal with. I'm still going through it, man, you know, and I thank you for being there for me. I appreciate it. Of course. You've been looking out for your boy, been talking to me, been counseling me a little bit, you know, just give me encouraging words. And, you know, that's what brother's supposed to do anyway. I'm, I'll do the same for him. Right. You know? Man, we got so much to talk about. Uh, talk about this playing tournament. Talk about uh, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Ain't done this, you know, him, him wanting to get out of there. And um, Julio Jones wants out of ATL. I don't blame him. Uh. You know, after you losing the Super Bowl, after being up 28-3, to three, it was time to make a change. Yeah. Um, also, we're going to talk about today marks the one year that George Floyd passed away. Um, and it was crazy how I actually drove by there Sunday morning. Like, I drove where, where, he, uh, where he lived at in the uh, CUNY Home Apartments and didn't even realize it. <laughs> That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Also, um, we're going to talk about, hopefully this is the final time we discuss it, but we're going to talk about why we as millennials or as young adults, whatever you want to call it, have left the church. And one I might get in trouble with, not not from my wife, not from Stephen's wife, but from some women, uh, we're going to talk about the accountability of women. That, that, that That's going to get some people in Trouble, trouble. <laughs> um, and of course, because we're talking about the accountability of women, we got to talk about the responsibility of men. Booyah. So, 
so much to get into. First, we're just going to reflect. And, you know, Monday is Memorial Day. So shout out to the, well, not shout out, but giving honor to all the soldiers who lost their life for, for the freedoms we have. Little known Memorial Day fact. You know that was a black-created holiday? Did not know that. Yes, it was invented by black civil soldiers' wives who mm. didn't make it back. Mm. They, they, they made that day a remembrance for them. And a lot of them were unnamed. Right. Yeah. And there is your black history, folks. It ain't just one month. It's all year. Yes, sir. 365. All right, so we're just going to dive into it, man. Today, again, like I said at the beginning, marks the one year that uh, since George Floyd was wrongfully murdered by Derek Chauvin. Um, it's a time to reflect. Time to, like, like you can't even imagine. Like, I mean, we, we see, like, police brutality that's happened in the past and nothing's been done, but this was recorded. Mm-hmm. And... Derek Chauvin thought that he was going to get off because, hey, he's seen it in the past. Yeah. But, again, it, it's murder. Murder? And it's murder. Murder is <laughs> <it>. <laughs> So, <laughs> Sorry. So, my thoughts and prayers, correction, our thoughts and prayers go out to the um, George Floyd family. Um, I know each day I hope they do find peace. And, yeah. Also, again, Monday, it's Memorial Day to all the fallen soldiers, uh, to the families. I know I lost two two guys I worked with when I was in the Navy. Um, um, shout out to, um, well, not shout out, but rest in peace to um, Robert Lum, Brent Seitz. Those are the guys I actually worked with. Uh, Lum was my supervisor. And we used to get into it all the time, but, you know, we became the best of friends. So, as we move on, um, but, yes, we are live today. Hope you're watching. And for the record, um, if you're going to leave a comment, we ask that you do not curse because it will get deleted. Exactly. Especially when I get to the accountability of women because, you know, what you mean, the accountability of women? <laughs> See my neck? <laughs> Don't get killed. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's so much to talk about, right? So, there have been dozens of protesters outside of Methodist due to the mandatory vaccine that has to be taken. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I know for me and my wife, we got vaccinated. It wasn't, you know, we didn't have to be made to do it, but obviously we did our research before we did it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Each individual has their own right to know their body. Um, I personally believe that if you, if you already caught COVID, more than likely, if you do catch it, it's going to be a different variant. They've shown studies of, of you taking a vaccine, being able to fight off the other variants. But me personally, I feel like you shouldn't force people to, to take it. But I also, on the medical side, understand that if you're in a hospital, 
And then they put that guideline down. You're in the hospital. Well, you can come across other things, yeah. other diseases that may affect you. Right. So <clears throat> it is, there's a 50-50 with it, you know, and I feel like if you don't display no symptoms, you don't need the vaccine. But if you come in with a small sniffle or sneeze, get checked out, and if you still test negative, go and get the vaccine anyway. So it's 50-50. Right. And honestly, like, I'll be honest, like, I was uh, offensive. Like, all of a sudden, they, we got this coronavirus. 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 <laughs> um, that just comes out of nowhere. And, and all of a sudden, they come out with a vaccine. And it's like, mm, let, let me let me do my research first before I just decide to take it. Yeah. And I will say the Pfizer one has probably been the, the, the best one to take. <laughs> you know, nothing against the Moderna. Or even the Johnson and Johnson out I mean, of it's stuff about to get Johnson Johnson. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like out of a million people that took it, only ten people. That's like a one percent of you know what people had. You know, really bad side effects from it. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't I don't have an issue with if you decide to take the vaccine or if you don't, but you shouldn't have to force anybody to take a vaccine if they choose not to because there are parents who elect not to have their children get booster shots or yeah. even or even get the, the regular flu shot. Yeah. And you still let them come to work, so this sh- it shouldn't be a mandatory thing. If a person is taking care, of their, taking care of themselves, and really if you do the basic stuff by drinking water, drinking orange juice, and drinking something hot, whether it be coffee, tea, hot chocolate, you know, something warm, you know, you you're doing a pretty good job combating it. Cause before me and my before me and my wife got vaccinated, we didn't have any symptoms of it, so shouldn't be. You know, it shouldn't be mandatory. Yeah. So, Texas Republicans oh, are boy. trying to pass a legislation to remove voting polls from the urban areas for people of color. <laughs> I wonder why is that. Because he voted Trump's butt out of office and they feel a little butt hurt. And guess what? The reason why even Hot Wheels is signing on this is because he's going to pass so much bad legislation and it's going to be an uproar and he's about to get kicked out of office. So he got to make some changes so he can stay in office. It's kind of like a yeah. tyranny going on. So Oh, absolutely. Same, yeah. thing, same thing's going on in Florida because yeah. they know if Florida became blue, they're going to blue uh, the other rest of the folks out too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, um... Don't know how that's going to work, but it's it's funny how you say urban areas. Well, I mean, a lot of the people of color have moved to the suburbs. Exactly. But what it what it does is it hurts the people who who lived in their homes for forty and fifty years who elected not to move because they're in a good neighborhood. They don't have no issues. They can go go to Fiesta or Joe V's, wherever it's close to to their neighborhoods, or Walmart because Walmart is everywhere. Um, you know, to those places where they don't have to go very far, and now you want to take the thing that that has power. Mm. Ain't that something? Yep. Speaking of Governor Hot Wheels, <laughs> um, Texas is also about to pass a bill that would allow Texans to carry a gun without a license. That ain't gonna happen. Cause the wrong person gonna get shot. Well, the wrong people still keep getting shot, and we're not considered people, so that is true. But ooh, we're gonna talk about that. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to, I can't wait till we get to why, why we left the church part three. Oh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that anyway. But 
I think it is going to get passed because it's already passed. Everything else, it just once it hits the governor's desk, he's going to sign it. And somebody's going to shoot the governor's person. Well, maybe we need to step back from this situation. Folks going to learn that even though it looks good on paper for everybody else, once it affects you, yeah. you directly, right. that's when you want to change it. And the thing is, it's not going to take effect till the 1st of September. If he uh, if he does sign it, so I'm just like, I could just imagine. I guess Governor Highwood's gonna have some friends riding the highways with him. They can <laughs> they can start their own NASCAR. <laughs> wow! I shouldn't have said wow. that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not taking that back. I've already said it. Uh. So anyway, it's out there in the air. Right. So why have we? Left the church, part three. Now, I finally get to get Stephen's perspective because, you know, I've been given my perspective of why we left the church. Obviously, church hurt or obviously, you know, the, oh, I don't think it takes all of that. You know, so much stuff as it pertains to why we have left the church. Okay. But I'm going to get into what are you doing Personally, not saying you, but I'm just saying people in general, what are you doing personally to remain obedient? Okay. So I'm going to let you break it down. Look, the floor is yours. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to get my popcorn ready. <laughs> okay. First reason why a lot of people have left the church is because they're not sheep no more. They become rams. You know, <clears throat> a lot of them have created mechanisms for themselves to create their own salvation. All right? So... If I have the book that has all the answers to this test called life, why do I need somebody reteaching me that if I if the answers are there? Okay? So, we're not as meek of, of sheep as we are now. You know, for the outsiders, they'd be like, gullible, but I'm going to say meek. You know, a lot of people have... have, have and, and by the way, meek is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. I would say it's a sign of strength and constraint because you don't want to, you know, you, you, you want to stay with your group, your consistent group of people that uplift you and keep you safe. Right. Okay? Now, the second part is people have made loopholes and constant technicalities that it's a turnoff for the church. I mean, you go to King James, you read every scripture in there, then you go to the NLV. Then the NBV, then the MPP, then the OPP, then the LPP, and the LBJ, and the KJV. So there's so many different versions of, of the Bible that has been distorted. Folks themselves have become confused of what is exactly the Word of God because the Word of God is constantly being manipulated man to fit a certain image. Right. And, and I want to say I did mention that, that, you know, we have these different versions, but some of the versions are made it to where it's easier to read. And, and, I, and, I, and that, that's the part I get. But there's two or three versions that have excluded certain lines. Of oh, absolutely. Years, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, child marriage and all of that other stuff. It's, it's a lot of stuff that's excluded. And right. I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm the type of guy who will, if you say you follow God, follow God. If you don't follow God, I'm not going to disrespect you. That's you. You live your life. Live the best way possible, but don't bring home the others with it. <clears throat> right. So if you're gonna follow the rules that's in place to make you a Christian, don't go. I'm only gonna follow seventy percent because thirty percent of this 
is ridiculous. That made no sense to me. Now there are some rules that may need may, may, that may need to be changed contextually because of, because of the patriarchal times. Now we are in times where men and women we still have that patriarchy, but it, it has been, for lack of a better word, it ain't like this no more. It's like this. It's more of a support system with the patriarchy right. in the church than a I run things, you shut up type of thing, you know? It ain't that old Neanderthal patriarchy. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Right. You know, and so there are some things like you shouldn't wear two different types of uh, of clothing or two different types of this or women shouldn't be doing this, this, this. And that, that itself is implied by the patriarchy of what they perceive what God to be. Now, you exclude that, but when there's things about sin, direct sin, or <clears throat> direct violations of the Bible, then don't change that. Right. Don't change, uh, don't sit up there and exclude the homosexual verse out of Leviticus because gays are going to be upset about it. If you are gay and call yourself a Christian, you cannot be a Christian. Because you're not going to follow all of the rules displayed by what's name. You can, right. If you feel bold enough, create your own religion. Right, because there, there are plenty of religions that are out there, <coughs> and we got so many divisions. And it's, mentioned, it's funny you say that because I feel the same way as if you commit adultery or if you are having sex outside of marriage or, you know, anything, or if you're stealing, uh, killing people, like stuff like that. You can't say one thing and then do another. Or here's, here's the biggest thing. Um, a lot of people, uh, in my mind, I consider them to be Pharisees because they want to follow the law. But not follow Christ. Everything's fair, I see. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so because you know Jesus came and he changed. Well, he didn't necessarily change. He just uplifted it. He just made it aware of just because this person does did, does something, they can be forgiven. Because we all want to give people grace, unless you're of a certain race. Don't worry, y'all get that on the way out. Uh, <laughs> um, so we only want to give grace to certain people, but, you know, everybody's made mistakes. I've made mistakes, Steve has made mistakes, and we're not who we were. Shoot, we're not even who we were two weeks ago. You are right about that. You know, we, we are, as people, or as Christians, we are evolving in the sense of, man, it's okay to show compassion towards people. Because I've always said, and I say this, uh, I'll say this to my grave, you can't profess that you're a Christian or be a part of a religion and hate people. Because if you do, you need to do away with it. KKK. Yeah. Woo! Don't get, don't get started. And then my final reason why people have left the church is because, and I'm keeping it short, is because they vacated, they feel like they vacated the middleman. They feel like they don't need the minister. Um, and I say that because, in my mind, ministry is free. In my mind, if God has moved people to pay you for your services, because God connects with people, and if I'm doing if I'm doing a great service, and if, if, and I know that I and, I and you know my circumstances, if I if the if the Spirit of God is moving you like normal, you're going to invest. Into what I'm trying to do, if it's if it's truly God, right? You know, and so there are a lot of people who come out here and say they're men of God, 
but they busting you across the head for ties every week, three different times in, sur- in service. So, no, I'm, I'm no, no, I'm I'm laughing because you know there are a lot of churches that have twelve different offerings, and I'm like, all you need honestly, like people should only be paying tithes and offerings. That's it. That's it. There should not be no. Now, now let's let's say, and I'm just giving hypothetical. So, so let, let's give a scenario. Let's say I'm a Passover church, and you put you a pastor, and you come to visit. If if my church decided to give you a love offering, that's different. But I'm it's only required for you to pay tithes and offering, <coughs> not mm-hmm. not to pay X, Y, and Z, or pay the pay this fund or that fund or this fund or that fund. But and, but also if the spirit is moving like it's supposed to, right? You you ain't you ain't even have to have to say you don't even have to tell them hey come pay your tithes. If you have to tell people to come pay you their tithes, that means there's a disconnect somewhere, right? Because I've been to churches where they say it's offering time, right? And it's a line from here to Kathmandu of folk putting money in the basket mm-hmm. and going off. They donate a dollar, ten dollars, fifteen dollars, you know, yeah, whatever. They ten percent. And it's because the way the spirit had moved, it it, it, it invoked them to right. do to do it. Right. Now, if if with, with today's culture, if you have to tell me seven times All right. within yeah. the service, come make sure you need to pay because God loves a cheerful giver. If you gotta keep telling me God loves a cheerful giver, that's a turnoff because yeah. you telling me I have to give with a smile, but I need to give right now. No. No. If God's going to touch my heart, and I'm going to get it. Right. And, again, it's, it's a spirit-led thing. Like, I know at, um, at um, me and my wife's church, you know, they only have one offering. And you have check marks on to where, well, I mean, well, now it's online now, but you have check marks on to what you want to give to. So, for me, you know, I always give to the Christian Academy at our church because I love children. Mm-hmm. So, that, that for me, that's my investment into sowing the seed into some child's life. Yes. You know, it, it, and honestly, it's not even out of obligation. It's not even out of, of, of like I'm being commanded or demanded to do it. It's, you know, it's me giving out of my heart. You know, I love children. I want to see them succeed. I want to see them thrive. I want to see them be the best that they could be. And if this is going to help them, however, however much it is that I give, I'm not going to tell y'all, right? Cause <laughs> uh, I wanted to know, man. Nah, I didn't want to nah, know. nah. But want to know what's in your what's in your wallet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> nope. So, so whatever it is that I'm giving, you know, it's it's for the benefit of those children because, and, and granted, regardless if I know these children or not, a couple of them that are, they're going there, I do know because they're with me in children's church before the pandemic happened. But, but even now, paying online, um, you know, I make sure they're taken care of. So, it, it what it boils down to now is because we talked about tithes and offering. We talked about, you know, why people are leaving the church, but this is where it boils down to because, and you mentioned about, you know, how they only need the Bible to, you know, that why, they, have, they have the Bible, why do they need a preacher? Or X, Y, and Z, they feel like, no, 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 but what happens if you come to a, a fork in a row where you may not understand it? Who are you going to talk to? Because you got some people who that believe that it's okay to just be at home and not go to church and, th- and think that that's okay, but you know, who who is your teacher that's teaching you? Because I'm pretty sure mom and daddy didn't just all of a sudden be like, nah, I don't like what's going on here. I'm going to start my own ministry or X, Y, and Z. I mean, and then, and then we don't see your fruit. 
So if you're having church at home or you're watching online, you know, you have a grasshopper's mentality. Yep. So so now we're going to talk about what are you doing personally to 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 live in the light because you got some people where I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, but you're in a club every weekend. Or I don't agree with this, so I'm going to just stay home today or someone's preaching or if whoever's singing, now nah, I'm going to stay home for this. And a lot of people miss out on their blessing because, oh, I don't, you know, I don't do this, I don't do that. Or here's the kicker, right? So me and you could be in general conversation mm-hmm. and we could talk about, let's just say, the the big thing, sex, right? Right. We could talk about sex, whether it's a workplace, out and about. But as soon as the pastor that church talk about it, you offended. It's okay if you'd have had a conversation in casual conversation, but if the pastor talks about it, oh we, oh we offended. Why are you offended? Because it's cool to talk about it then, but if, if if he or she mentions it, you feel some type of way that they shouldn't be talking about it. Well, sex is 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 killing our, is killing our culture. It's ruining our culture because we think oh we grown we can do what we want, and. Because we grown, we can do what we want. Oh, I don't have to listen to that person. All right, don't listen. But it's gonna take it's gonna take somebody to come in that that's gonna have a soft spirit, a soft heart, and tell you, hey, you know, you know that that that, that pastor's right. Yeah, but also, like I said, also we living in a day and age, you know, where like I said, we I told you, like I said, we want to minimize because we live in an age of minimization. And self isolation, and COVID actually pushed that even further. And <clears throat> at the end of the day, we 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 as human beings, and even if you're an uh, introvert, we still need that human interaction. Yeah. You know, we still, you know, I work on Sunday, but when I do have a Sunday off, I do go by the church and check on my family, my friends, do a little inspirational word. Right. Because at the end of the day, even if we don't follow the Bible, God's principle of fellowship is always going to be there. Absolutely. And that, that, that principle of fellowship is willing to change people. Right. And have people come back to the church. But until we're able to reestablish that proper level of fellowship, because like we, like we discussed earlier, there's, there's, there's people who don't want to go to church. There's people who are hypocritical in the church. And then there's the church itself. The, it, this is just a building concept. Right. Because the spirit of the church should be wherever you put it. Exactly. But just the building concept is where people get turned off at because what's going, what is going on in the building. Right. And if it ain't pertaining to help me, I don't need it. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Because it's always about what I can get from the church. But what are you giving? Don't <laughs> start no war. What are you giving? And it doesn't always have to be monetary. Like, are you giving time? Are you volunteering to do stuff? <clears throat> well, I don't got time for that. But you got time to, never mind, we're not. Don't go there. I said don't start a war. You're uh, being hard-headed, man. Well, I mean, people don't realize what they're doing until it's, until it's brought to the light. Or they don't recognize what they're doing. Because we got time to do X, Y, and Z. But and I say for me, like the reason um can't I can't go to church because one, I work on Sundays as well. And but I do watch online. 
like a- after they've already recorded, edited, and things like that, I do watch it. So I'm still getting my still getting spiritually fed. And when I'm not at church or, or when I'm when I am at work, I'm listening to devotionals, listening to sermons. So I'm not just driving around, you know, you know, twiddling my thumbs, stuff like that. Yeah. Tweedly, 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 <laughs> So, all right. So, this big topic, uh, I hope we don't get in trouble for it. And I'm, I'm going to be the first to say, this is not my house. This is not in my household. It's not in Stephen's household. Uh, but we're going to talk about <coughs> the accountability, the accountability, did I say it right? I said it right, of women. Hit the deck. We're about to die. Again, like I said previously, don't Kevin Samuels me, because I know how women feel about him. Disclaimer. <laughs> don't don't Kevin Samuels me. I love all people, no matter what race you are, no matter what, like I said, no matter what color you are, don't don't even matter what you do for a living. I love all people, but we have to talk about women being accountable for their actions. And not always blaming men for it, because it becomes a uh, a cycle that keeps going. Man hurts woman, woman hurts man, and it just keeps happening over and over and over again. Till like, when does it stop? And most of the time, we don't really heal from what we've been through. It's just you know we pass it on to somebody else, or we pass it on to. This person, that person. So, I've, <laughs> something that obviously that hasn't been addressed, and we really need to talk about it. Again, like I said, is the accountability of women. So, there are some issues or scenarios that happen in life where, yes, women take the, the, the brood of it, whether it's uh, they sleep with a guy, get pregnant, and you know, do leaves or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We, that, that, that's happened. It's happened. So, for men, you know, we get put on child support or whatever the case may be, like, you know, let's blast this guy for, for what he did. You know, let's do this, let's do that. But where does it fall on to where, where the woman is at fault as well? Because... When it comes to sex, because that's usually what it boils down to as, as, as accountability goes. It boils down to sex. takes two people. Now, this does not include pe- guys who have had sex with women, mm-hmm. take the, took the condom off, and, you know, and unknowingly, uh, unknowingly that the guy took the condom off, right? Yeah. You know, or a woman that's been raped. You know what I mean? We not... Talking about you all. Talking about two people, man and woman, who come together, who were reckless, and all of a sudden, you know, a baby's here. And it's not the child's fault. It's everybody that's been born into this world either was knowingly or unknowingly came into this world. And, again, this is not an attack on women. This is not a... A let's let's bash these women type of thing. No, it's a let let's be aware of who we 
who we give our bodies to. I'll say that. Mm. So, anything you want to add? Man, you kind of summed that up. But uh, when I think about accountability, that means you have to put yourself in a position to to be trusted with yourself and others. Now, I'm going to go quick, but I'm going to go deep. Hurt people display the negativity and least accountability when they blinded by rage. Rage comes from betrayal. And betrayal comes from the expectations of somebody and then the reality of somebody. And for one, women, all women, our wives included, gives us men certain expectations. And us as men, we, we Convulging them a little bit, and then the reality kicks in that we're not the man you want. But there has been so much of a, of a social and spiritual exchange, mentally, physically, and sexually, that it embitters you. You then you lose track of can you be trusted with yourself and hold yourself to a standard that doesn't destroy what and who you are as a person. Now the same thing can be said about men too. We sit up there and we have this expectation of women. And then the reality of it is, oh, no, I don't deal with this. And then you, you duck out. And then, because y'all had so much of, because you only gave so, a little, so little and she only gave so much from y'all exchange together, physically, mentally, and sexually, she's more hurt because. Oh, and emotionally. You got to add that too. Yeah, and emotional. She's more hurt with the situation because. You could have just not did any of that from the get-go if you wasn't going to be invested in the first place. Because accountability is always going to be blinded by rage, and rage is going to be followed through emotions and things that set up to lead to that. And we as people got uh, as, as got we as people got to understand and, and not generalize that hurt people hurt people. Some people create that hurting people. Because <clears throat> me and my boy here, we was innocent young boys playing basketball, talking trash. I used to bust this behind. Just tell it like it is. 17 years ago, we, uh, well, well, longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, since sixth grade, she was 20 plus years. Yeah, 20 plus years ago, the kids we were now and the men we are now, the kids we were then, 180 degree totally different people. Right. Because we've been hurt. We've, We've experienced a lot of things and we had expectations of people. And then the reality came and we like, what is this? Right. And after so many times, of being bumped across the head, we have to understand that we have to be accountable for our actions and understand that also within our actions, we have mm-hmm. to be accountable for the repercussions and and, be, and hold ourselves responsible for whatever we put out there. Right. So to, to give a little backstory about me and Steven, so we met obviously in sixth grade and um, he used to come off my house after school and like, cause I was, I'm, cause I'm the baby out of me and my brothers. So, I didn't like that I had to share my food with him. <laughs> and yeah. and at that time, I was no longer the baby because Stephen is 20 days younger than me. So my mother used to be like, give him some of them chips, boy, or this and that. I'm like, 
Nah, he got his own. He, he got a house he could go to. <laughs> Man, his mom, his mama had me spoiled until she started having me clean up the house in that that whole room. Yeah, so, I was like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. You need to clean up too. What? I thought it was a guest. <laughs> Oh, no, you no. That yeah, mm, we started feeding. You gotta, you gotta, gotta put that work in. Oh, okay. Put All that right. work in, Stephen. All right. Uh, Don't give up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going back to my house. Oh, where you going? Yeah. No, my my aunt calling me. She right. Called because she ain't got a number. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, for the first say couple of weeks, we was kind of back and forth about I had to share my food with him. <laughs> Or whatever, but I mean, but ever since then we've been like the best of friends, you know. I mean, I went, I went to the military. We need, we need to go to different. Well, we went to different high schools, um, but yeah, I went to the military. He went to college, and we ended up linking back up with Facebook. Mm-hmm. And shoot, we just been connected ever since. My brother from another mother. hmm So, I used to be mad at my mother for that too. <laughs> I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm not mad now, but. You know that was that was kind of how it kicked off our, our friendship, and we and we have so much in common with you know some of the things we have went through. So back to the accountability of women. Yes. Um, so at what point do women say to themselves, you know what, this is this is my fault in this situation. I'm not saying every situation is is a woman's fault, but in this situation, how do all right, I need to do better. Because we can easily blame everybody else for our mistakes. But when do we say, you know what, that was my fault, let me do better. Oh. And go and go from there. Oh, we got somebody who commented. Okay, read it. Uh, this, one, this one from my wife. Okay. She said they go both ways. We cannot get mad when you become pregnant when you know he wasn't about nothing. But... The women are the ones raised left the child. The women are the ones left to raise the child if that's what they decide to do. Like you said, it takes two to tango, so he needs to be held accountable as well. Not going on his merry way, living lavishly, knock down the next chick and keep as foolish as going. Job or no job, child support about to be in his life. Oh, you need to step up as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So again, next week we're going to talk about the responsibility of men, because. Just like women have to be held accountable, men, we have a responsibility. Yep, we can't so, do one without the other. Exactly. Can't do one without the other. And, I, I mean, I know I'm going to hear some about it. Like, you know, so, but, you know, and, again, this is not me trying to bash women. This is not me trying to say I hate women because I don't. You know, I'm not going to get into that. I was about to say something that will probably get me cut off. No, don't do it. Don't start uh, a war. Don't, don't start a war, son. But obviously, if I didn't like women, I wouldn't have got married to a woman. All right, moving on. I'm going to leave y'all women alone. Um, so a 15-year-old young man by the name of Antoine Dillion, or Dillion is being tried as an adult for rape, robbery, and assault. And the comments that I saw were, like, baffling, right? What would you say? The comments was like, yeah, they should try him as an adult. They should do this. They should do that. Like, you know, throw the whole book at him. He deserved this. He deserved that. He's 15. And my this is my take, and I've had to learn this. What has he experienced for him to even do something like this? Because we, we, we're so quick to say he this person deserved this, this person deserved that. But what was it about his environment and his surroundings that made him? Exactly. But we don't talk about that. Like, 
prime example. I, I love to bring this up. We, we, we talk about so much how bad R. Kelly was with what he did to these young girls, but we don't ever talk about how he was molested by his own sister. Ooh. Yeah. Don't talk about that. But, again, you know, people say, well, when he become 18, 19, he should know better. That's an adultification stuff. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. Right. He's 15, but because of his, but because of his, his environment, he could be younger than that. Right. And just see that aggression. As exactly. Yeah. Right. Because it, it, be, it could be the thing is, I'm, I'm going to give an example for both ways. Let's say, and I know you don't, but let's say example that yeah, you grew up and you saw your dad hit your mother. Mm-hmm. And so, but he, but your dad would always say that he loves your mother. Mm-hmm. So to you, you think that's what love is. Yeah. So you, you know, now you're married and you start hitting your wife. That's your way of expressing love, but that's not love. No. Nope. But here it is, vice versa. Your wife, as a child, sees her dad hitting her mother, and he's saying he loves her. So when she grows up, she she feel like the only way that a man can express love to me is by beating me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's the environment that you're in that, that that has to change the course. And I've said before, you know, my mother used to do drugs. You know, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, I used to be years ago, but I'm not ashamed now. Um, and for me, that was a yeah, I don't want to do that. And it took me to actually. Because I was uh, known as a choir boy or a goody two-shoe. Like, I wouldn't try anything that I tried something. Yeah. I tried something. I'm not going to tell you that story. Y'all, y'all not going to blast me. My wife knows the story. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll probably tell Stephen off, <laughs> off, off the live feed because, again, everybody don't need to know that story. It's a funny story. Like, I'm not even going to lie. It's a funny story. But I'm not going to put my business out there like that. So... um. So me trying stuff and was like, yeah, I shouldn't have tried that. And that's why I'm crazy now. But uh, <laughs> look who's talking. Hey, I admit it. I <laughs> right. Admit it. Straight jacket every day. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, you know, things that we experience as, ch- as children, you know, we end up becoming adults and we have to unlearn some things. Some? Oh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm. Correction. We have to unlearn a lot of things. Prime example. See, I see this right here. This is the good book. It's purple because that's my favorite color. But this is the good book, the Bible. Yes, the most misquoted scripture in the Bible is Proverbs twenty-two and six. Look it up. It says, "Train up a child in the way that he should go. When he was old, he will not depart from it." And I've heard this from multiple preachers that say, "What if you was trained wrong?" Like. What if you was trained in, in a certain way to where it's like, as you as you become an adult, you was like, man, what that person told me is wrong. I need to unlearn that. Like, like my mother used to used to tell used to tell me all the time, don't get married until you're thirty, and wait till you get married to have children. I was like, why I gotta wait till I'm thirty? What if I want to get married at like twenty five or something? Turns out, for me. And then this may not work for everybody. But for me, it's been a blessing because I got married at 32. I have three beautiful children. And I have an amazing wife. After after 30. So it, it apparently it works. Um, but it may not be for everybody. If you, if you choose to get married at 18, 19, cool. If that works for you, great. Because back in the early 1900s, you know, people was getting married. 
15, 16, 17. And they've been married 60-something years. Like my grandparents, prime example. My grandmother got married to my grandfather. My grandmother was 17. And they had been married 69 years until she passed away. So, so it don't matter how old you are when you get married. As long as y'all have God, obviously, in the picture, you know, you can prosper, you can thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this young man, for him to be 15 and try that as an adult, my comment was, when y'all see, I'd say, when y'all see little, little, little Billy Bob and them doing the same thing, keep that same energy. That, that's always my take. Keep that same energy. I mean, if you want to go a step further, what about them teen school shooters? Oops, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Look, yeah. I, look, try, try, look, try, look, no. Look. Try them as a, try them as as adults. My bad. Oh, because oh, because they they have a a pale complexion. We want to oh, they have their whole future ahead of him. Oh, he he just wasn't this. He just wasn't that. What about that that, that boy Tucker who raped that girl in the alley and they was and they gave, they gave him six months uh, probation. Because he was he was a, a, a good student. No, speak it. I, I, no, I'm speak not, it. I, no, I can't do it. Yeah, try him as an adult too. Oh, he he had a troubled childhood. So every, most people that are black have troubled childhoods, and and instead of them, you know, giving a second chance, a second opportunity, you want, we want to try them as adults. And then you got your boy Dylan Roof arguing to not to not be on death row. No, you killed nine you, people. You went into a church and killed nine people. Said you want to start a race war. Mm-hmm. And then and they gave you Burger King. Burger King buffet. That's what I'm gonna call the Burger King buffet. All right. All yeah. Right. So, question: If a man does not want to talk to a woman for whatever reason, does it make him gay? No. Absolutely not. A person can have standards. Right. A person can have standards, and. And I, again, I've talked to people who are single, and they, you know, that I, they tell me about their stories as far as dating goes. I'm like, man, dating sucks. I'm like, I'm glad I'm married. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, for real. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm married. Like, I ain't got to deal with none of that. That dating sucks is garbage. Right, because, because you know, I've always said like, and I'm, I'm saying this, God forbid, anything happens to my wife. I love my wife. I want her. We, we our plans to get to stay married for a hundred years. Uh, but you know, if something happens to her and not to go back in the dating scene, if your relationship ain't right with Christ, like a relationship, not an affair, because that's two different things. If your relationship ain't right with Christ, we have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. You can be 24, 36, 34, whatever you want to call it. If your if your relationship ain't right with Christ, you can uh, be gone somewhere. Swerve. It's <laughs> it's true, like, because a man can be like, yeah, you're cute, but you know, let let's see how you how you are. You know, let's see how you think. Let let let's see how, see how your mind operates. And if you get to talking out the side of your neck, mm, that's enough. I think I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause that that the whole concept of you don't want me, something is wrong with you. That's broken to me. Right. It's broken. And and, and 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 it works both ways, right? So if a man. So if, if a man wants to talk to a young lady and she'd be like, nah, I'm good, Ugh, then you ugly girl. Like, why would you say that to her? Apparently she's attractive enough she's attractive enough for you to go and talk to her, but because she turned you down, you're like, oh, forget you then. But it works vice versa. A woman can see a guy who who is, I like to say, the six six, 
with a six pack, dimple in the cheek, and you want to talk to him, but he be like, nah, I'm good. Ugh, you must be gay or something, huh? <laughs> like, come on now. Come on. Let's not do that. <laughs> like, it, it works both ways. If a person says no, the answer is no. So, if they don't find you attractive, oh well. Somebody will. Shoot, I'm pretty sure there's a guy right now lonely want, want a woman to talk to him. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So a Republican lawmaker <laughs> refused to wear her mask. Um, and she lost her voting privileges. <laughs> and all she had to do was apologize. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's all she had to do was apologize. Bang the drum slowly type of thing, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what they do. So I saw this on um, Michael Bazden's uh, post. Are men afraid to be alone? Hmm. I, I'll say this from my experience. I was okay, and this is when I was in the military, I was okay with being alone only because I had I had the bare necessities that I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I had... Because when I was in the military, I, when I was stationed in uh, Kingsville, you know, had an apartment, whatever. I had a roommate. I always had a roommate. But I had a TV, you know, PlayStation or whatever, had food or whatever, you know, had a couch in the living room, a TV down there, whatever. Like, I had everything I needed. Like, and so because I had everything, it was like, I was okay with, like, like staying home. Like, I was okay with staying home. So <laughs> that look you're giving me is like, Okay, get to the good part. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but, I mean, but, obviously there are times where it's like, man, when you want to do something, you see somebody else, like, in love or in lust, whatever you want to call it, or in. Yeah, that's uh, juice, baby. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, there, 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 were, there were times where it's like, man, I wouldn't mind, you know, having somebody. But then I realized, like, man, I got to put up with her mess. <laughs> now, listen, this is not in my house. I love my wife. I love my wife. So I'm, I'm not Chris Rock. I don't think I love my wife. I know I love my wife. So, you know, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's stuff like that you think about. It's like, like, for like, I used to be like, for me, like, if I'm in a relationship, I know I got to feed her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, just, I'm just, terrible. I'm just being honest. Like, terrible. you got to feed the person. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I'm going to pass it on to you before I get in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to set you up. No. <laughs> really? That's messed up. But um, me, because I'm so much of an extrovert, I, I, I love being engaged in people. I love it. And because I'm being so engaged with people, it's kind of hard for me to be alone with my thoughts because I do want to share my thoughts with everybody. And it's like... You hear them voices in your head like yeah. Randy Orton? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what are we going to do today? I don't know. <laughs> but to me, I don't like being alone. That's just me. Um, I, I, I'm, I've i been with my wife for almost 11 years this year. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well. Sure, me, sure, me, sure. Yeah. Oh, you can say, oh, but for this case, it's like, yes, for me, like, whoo. Because I ain't going to lie. I was. That dating, was, that dating seems crucial. Yeah, I was rough. I was rough. Uh, um, but for her to hang in there as long as she did, I am very proud of her. And trust me, she gonna get her her blessings. She getting her blessings right now. 
Um, cause but, you, cause you found that favor. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Um, but me personally, I am afraid to be alone. I'm go. Don't, don't nobody hit my inbox cause I'm not lonely no more. So shut up. Okay. Um, well being alone and lonely are two different things. You're right. But I don't like being alone cause alone makes me lonely. Well, if, all right. So let me ask you this then. So is it, you don't like being alone because you just, you, you, you value like relationships with people or you don't want to be alone because you value relationship with a woman. Cause, 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 cause the thing is can be like this. Like I can say that I don't like being alone because I like to be around people. Like, and, and it didn't have to be anything like, like you trying to hook up with a, with a female or you just have to hang out with somebody. It's just like you, you, you value people's relationship as far as just hanging out whether it's a guy thing like going out to lunch or something like that uh, it's the se- it's more of the second one because I like the concept of monogamy I mean if you out there playing and having multiples that more power to you there's too much energy and time wasted over there it's too much time <laughs> so, too much time and time is something you don't get back but right. <clears throat> in in, 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 in efforts of who I am, I love being around my wife. Uh, that's why I feel like I'm 11 years. It's been, it went yeah. by just like that. Yeah. Because I love that sense of monogamy, being come, being able to come on to that one person that knows everything about you. When you sit up there, the way you breathe, the way you, the, the way you your, walk. Your, your moods, your everything. Mood, they can just pick up on it real quick and just be like, what's the problem? Right. And so... <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm laughing because I think about my wife like if if I like because she knows like she knows my work schedule whatever and if if I ain't called and said hey hey babe or something like that she blowed up my phone like uh what are you doing have you have you feeling bumped your head (laughs) you know and 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 you know not that she's checking checking for me anything like that but it's uh you know because like like if I don't call to be like hey I'm because like usually. I sometimes talk to my coworkers after work or whatever for a few minutes, and sometimes it does get a little long, and you, you're talking to them, and she'd be like, uh, I'm trying to figure out why you ain't home yet. I was like, my bad. We got to talk, and I'm, I apologize for not sending the text, right? So it's a courtesy thing. So it's not, not, not that my wife checks on me, knows my tabs or my every whereabouts, because, number one, I, te- I tell her everything. So I tell her every, wherever where I'm going, like, you know, like I even – Kind of give her a play-by-play of what I'm gonna do that night at work or where I'm gonna go and stuff like that, but you know that way she'll know where I, where I've been. So I don't. I mean, I don't think men are afraid. Well, not all men. You know, like you gave a good example as to you know you you value that companionship with a woman. So I I understand that. So all right, eight cops repeatedly striking a black man in, I believe, San Diego, and the whole department is under investigation. Now, for me, and I, when I think about this, it does not take eight police officers. It does not take eight cops, eight sheriffs, whatever you want to call them, eight deputies, however you want to call it, for, for one person. I re, um, remember Saturday night, I was uh, you know at work driving, and I saw five police officers around this one young lady. And... From from what I saw was, in my mind, she was hysterical or afraid because 
she's probably seen in the news, we getting killed. Yep. So it sends a unraveling around this person to be like, why are there five police officers? Yep. And for me, for me, seeing that, I'm like, there's absolutely nothing I can do. Even if I stop to try to record what happened, you know, they may try to come pull me. They may try to come with me. But I'm like, I'm working. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it could be a number of things. And so I think a lot of this stuff that is going on is uncalled for. And so, just like I said, I think, yeah, just like I said last week, you know, how is it that the police want us to, <coughs> to, to, to snitch on who killed who kill a little peanut, but the police that's in the department, you're not snitching on the person that's that's doing stuff that's wrong. Yeah. Don't be hit don't be hypocritical. But see, you gotta understand that the system of policing is geared towards the poor. Who do they keep? Who who they keep poor the most? Us. It's to keep us in the until that until that whole ideology of the system of how policing is destroyed and revamped. Right. It's going we're gonna come it's yeah. gonna come to happen. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, I guarantee. Because I've met plenty of folk who were cops and they right. had decent officers. Right. I got three three or three of them that's white, two of them that's black, and they decent officers. They go through the hood routes and they talk to the people. They build a line of communication. Right. They communicate with the people. They like when they come by. Right. But then there's the ones who was our age middle school getting their butt kicked, and as soon as they got some power, they want to exert it on I want to pull you over. Here's my taser. Oh, it's a gun. They want to exert their power, the female officers included, because I've seen female officers be able to de-escalate a situation without even having to pull out a gun. Because sometimes you have to read the room. Does this person have a deadly weapon? No. So there's no use, there's no need for excessive force. Is this person compliant? Yes or no? What are they being charged on to make them become compliant and help them understand? It's all about communication. Right. If you communicate the right message and you don't instill right. a portion of fear in people, you won't have to worry about having right. to Right. Because, you know, being in the funeral business, you know, I ran into some great cops. You know, they cool as a fan. You know, when you when we doing these police escorts to the family home or to the cemetery or even to the church or whatever, you know, have communication with them. You talk to them and be cool as a fan it's and even like even then like if they happen to pull you over they haven't they've never pulled me over but you know it's uh right be respectful hey because i ain't i ain't out there doing nothing crazy but um you know i haven't had any issues but you know it's i think it was one time where i think i was in virginia and you know virginia Depend, yeah, especially in the seven cities, um, they, they don't like the military out there. And I remember getting pulled over with a uh, guy I was in the navy with. He got a brand new car and everything. Man, and that, that's the military rejects, and they make the, they could make the cut. I did it all the time. And yeah, he pulled us over and pulled out his guns, and like we're like, what's going on? And that whole thing, oh. Y'all fit a description of two people we're looking for. But if you go, ugh, I hate that. Right. That, that's happened to me once. Right. And so, <laughs> so I wasn't driving, 
But dude, so so you know how you know how guys when they go into the club or whatever, you know they wear a do rag let their hair lay down or whatever. Yeah. So I had my do rag on. Dude tapped my do rag to see if I had drugs, and I said, "Where? I just got a fresh haircut." <laughs> oh my god! I, I just got a fresh haircut. How? How can I be have some drugs on me? I'm like, you can check me. I just have my wallet and. and my uh, was did I have a razor phone then? No, nah, I probably had something different, but it was a small phone. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't get that. Like, like I've been, that happened to me before. I was at the gas station and I, I really turned the light, pulled into the gas station, and I'm getting gas with my wife from so I can go to work, and uh, I get pulled over into the gas station, got the car, license, registration, and they literally put handcuffs on me and everything. Well, you fit, you don't have your ID. I said, I give you my uh, my ID number. I know it by heart. Came to it, they pulled my information up, and uh, they're like, well, you look like somebody in the area that was robbing stores. I said, wait a minute. I said, uh, is there an APB out for this guy? Right. And they're like, well, that's none of your business. But then when I look, but wait, when I look, one was this tall, dangling, ugly mofo. Like, you can tell he gets no attention. Then there's this five-foot-one, itty-bitty, chihuahua-built head, I'm trying, I'm the, trying the, 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 the the red M&M? Yes! <laughs> Looking like the red M&M, and I'm like, oh, y'all got bullied. So you're trying to pick on the, the big black man to see if you can take him down if I'm going to be aggressive or not. You picked the right one on the wrong day, buddy. I'm going to sit up there, and you're going to see the most compliant person you ever met. Right. Oh, then, y- yes, sir, master. And then, <laughs> and then I'm going to find out about your, your, your girlfriend and your kids, and then if you don't have one, I'm going to see you to a couple of dating spots. And that's exactly what had happened. I said, uh, I said, you guys like to do stuff around here? Yeah, man, when I turn around, I said, well, you can go here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh. So I said, up there and de-escalated all that crap. They could have went from... We got another angry Negro. Shoot him. So, man, we, we really messed up because we even met somebody who yeah. helped us try to find some. Black guys are cool. This guy's all right with me. Yeah. It's good in my book. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, the abortion law just recently got passed. And obviously, a lot of women are coming out speaking uh well, I believe it's just in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, just in Texas. Oh, just in Texas. Okay. Um, Governor Hot Wheels. Beep, beep. <laughs> me, me. <laughs> uh, pass a law to, like this, like this called the heartbeat bill, I believe. Mm. And, and I've seen posts, you know, about what's going on. And, you know, <laughs> the funniest one I saw was, how can somebody tell some woman about what to do with her body? Or what, what, what to do with between her legs, and he can't even feel his yeah, legs. I saw that one. <laughs> I saw that one. I was like, Ooh. dang. That's pretty jacked oh, up. And then spice on it. Yeah. And then, you know, I saw posts where women have posted that, you know, men should get vasectomies because they can be reversed in X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but it sounds good. It sounds good. Everything sounds good on paper, but in reality, it's that way. Now watch this. If you look at all the people who signed the paper, who signed the bill, a bunch of old white ladies who can't have babies, a man who can't even produce, and one who don't even look like he's been on dates in years. And a man who can't even feel his legs. That's all I'm saying. Bubba. He can't use his own out of the hand. Bubba, they ain't there. <laughs> Do you know how backwards this law is? 
folks who can't even create kids, create the law to preserve children? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Because, and they're not even going to adopt them. They're not even going to take care of them. So why are you trying to tell a woman what she should do with her body? Now, again, if you're out there being reckless, that's another conversation. But we don't want to talk about that, though. Because you, cause you think, because you, cause you, as a, I'm, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but you fall in love with his potential. And then you're thinking like, mm, baby, we don't need the kind of this time. Come on. Come on. And then all of a sudden, you realize he, he ain't he ain't what you thought he was because there are men who will play that part to to do what he need to do and then dip. Uh, too many kind of stories I know dudes not, play. No, not, not, not only that. I can give you Bible. I can give you Bible. Second Samuel, Amnon raped his sister Tamar, and he was so in love with her. He was like, "Oh, I just gotta have her. I am weak in my spirit." Heard of this and that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving the, 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 the ghetto, yeah, the, the dramatics. Like, I just gotta have her. Have, oh, talk to my dad David to have her, have her cook for me so she can feed me. Oh, yes, that'll work. So she feeds him whatever. He grabs her, and he rapes her. And as soon as he released himself, you know, got to keep it PG, uh, he was like, depart from me, you hateful trick or harlot or whatever. Like, like he hated her worse than he loved her. Like, how does that happen? But because he was so sick in his mind, and then you try to send her away, but her brother Absalom was like, <laughs> okay, okay, uh-huh, he had that Denzel, <laughs> I'm going to give him two years, all right, don't you even worry about it, I'm going to get him, don't, don't, don't you worry about it, Tamar, I'm going to get him now, I'm going to get him, she be doing my Denzel, <laughs> I'm going to get him, don't you even worry about it, I'm going to get him, and you know, needs to say, if you read your Bibles, Absalom does kill Amnon, but anyway, but yeah, but but that's been happening for the longest, so, you know, guys will play their part to get what they want. You know, and then they dip, and then you was like, "Well, he ain't Jack." Well, you didn't realize that before. Half the time, as guys, we give you about fifteen, sixteen flags to stay away. Yeah. Now there are some of us who are Golden Globe nominated actors and can keep up. I, I, I was guilty of that. And can keep up a front for two, three years. They be like, "Oh, this is the real you," and then you finally get what you want. <laughs> this is the real me. Well, what was that guy two, three years to do this? That was acting me. I need an Academy Award for that. Yeah, right. I'm look. Nah, I ain't gonna do my boy like that. <laughs> the douchey douchebag award goes to you. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, childhood trauma. How do we deal with it? How do we handle it? And I'm saying we as in general, not just we as in me and Steven. But how do we handle it? Childhood trauma. Because everybody has experienced some kind of childhood trauma. Some kind, some form of childhood trauma. Whether it's verbally abused, physically abused, emotionally abused, spiritually abused. Because that does happen too. Um, and you have abuse on anyone. Exactly. You have to, ooh. When, when it comes to trauma, you have to find the source of the trauma itself. Right. Like... Um, can can I tell a quick story? Go ahead. All right, so I give y'all an example. Um, 
I hope my wife don't mind me saying this. She probably don't. Um, so me and my wife both have never seen what a healthy marriage looks like. My mother was single. She had three boys by three different guys. And, you know, she was never married. Granted, my grandparents were married. But they were, they, <coughs> they were 30 years into it before I came in the picture. So they were, they were past the stage of, well, we've been together this long. We might as well stay together. So they would argue and stuff like that. It, it would, to me, it would be funny because I could hear my grandfather. Like, it, it, it's not funny. Well, it's still funny. Like, I could see my grandfather. Like, I used to wonder why he would, he would sit in his truck a few minutes and get him a sip of gin before he came in the house because he knew he had to deal with my grandmother. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm for certain that's not going to happen with, with me because I don't drink anyway. But... Just got to pray. Right, right. Got to pray just to make it today. Uh, <laughs> no, but so, but because we've never seen a hef- what a healthy marriage looks like, we had to. Now that we recognize the root cause, how do what can we do to make it better for our children so we're not doing what our parents did to us? Because I'll be honest, I got beat with literally everything, everything, and the kitchen sink, and the kitchen sink. So, I I was a I was a great baseball player um, as a child because I would always slide under the bed so I couldn't get a whipping until my mother had my brothers lift up the whole bed. And I was like, can't slide under the bed no more. I got to figure out something else. It didn't work out in my favor. But that it didn't traumatize me in a sense to where like I I beat my children anything like that. No, I try to find creative ways to discipline them. Mm. Because you have to be creative. Yes, sir. Because my oldest daughter, she, uh, like, I have her do push-ups or wall sits. Well, she up against the wall with her arms out. Like, I have her do that. I don't hit her. Now, my wife, on the other hand, you know. (laughs) (laughs) To the moon. (laughs) Be like, whoo. Oh, Jesus. Jelena, you coming back? You coming back? (laughs) It's the middle of next week. Nah, I'm kidding. (laughs) Nah, my, my wife don't beat her. But. It's, uh, you know, but once you recognize things that happen in your childhood, you, you, you can't take it with you as you when you become an adult. But you have to recognize it first. And that's what I was saying. Like, we had discussed earlier when you said you have to unlearn some things. We have to unlearn a lot because, you know, you know where we grew up at. Tennis shoes, pots and pans, broomsticks. Shoot. That that was you you the, got the, the the switches, the belts, the paddles, the sandals. She had in her hand, aluminum bat. <laughs> aluminum bat. <laughs> exactly. And that's why we ain't got no sense now. But anyway, <laughs> once we understood the root of those problems, we um we have to make adjustments and unlearning is very difficult because it's it's taking me seven years to unlearn how to properly discipline my children. Like my mom used to dra- grab me by my shirt and look me dead in my face and tell me something, something. And I would catch myself doing that to my kids, and I realized I can't be passing this on to my children. Right. And I have to unlearn it. And what makes it difficult about learning because there are certain triggers that our kids produce within us and be like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't Right. I can't bounce back to how my mother treated me. You know, because when I, my wife would tell you, when we first started dating him, and you know my daughter asked out of line, I mm-hmm. said, "Who you better than me?" 
Right. My mama raised me. Bye, bye, right. Yada, yada. Okay, so we, what y'all hear is my mother-in-law walking into the house, being mad rude, um, but continue. Yes. Uh, so we have to look at the root of those situations and the root of those problems and be, and be able to make proper adjustments. And once we start making those adjustments, it'll become easier. But the, and this is where the big gray area is at. Are these the proper adjustments? Right. And so even with that, so another thing I'll say, um, and I don't know if my family's watching, but, you know, my grandma used to tell me that, you know, I wasn't going to be anything because I elected not to go to college and I went to the military. But that was my choice. You know, you know, number one, who, who's going to pay for me to go to college? I didn't have any scholarships lined up. Well, I had a couple of them, but. It was only there were, there were only partial scholarships. There wasn't full ride scholarships. So where was I gonna go? So I joined the military to be all I could be on the boat. In the army. I mean, whoop, I'm sorry. Be respectful. Don't shoot. Be uh, respectful. Man, I'll, dr- I'll, dr- I'll drown you. Don't shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Jesus, my bad. Yeah, the Navy. Be respectful. All right. The Navy. Yeah. So. So, but, I mean, that trauma could have, for, for me, because that's sign of verbal abuse, no matter how you slice it, um, telling somebody they're not going to be anything <coughs> as a child, as a teenager, no matter the age, even though we're looked at, uh, should be tried as an adult. But, you know, for for that to, oh, my goodness, my mother-in-law. Anyway, you know, for that to to have not not saying somewhat of an effect on me now, but he, but you know if I didn't maybe get that job or get that promotion, man, maybe I ain't gonna be nothing. Plays in the back of your head. Yep. You know, regardless if it's true or not. So, all right, let's talk about the playoffs. 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 NBA playoffs is here, and let's talk about this playing tournament. It was nice. I enjoyed it. What I didn't expect was Charlotte to get blown out the way that they did against Indiana. I did not see that coming. Indy was ready. Yeah. But you know how long it's been since Charlotte? Charlotte has even been a good, decent playoff run? They've never had a – well, in the 90s, they got to the second round, but that's exactly. it. Exactly. They have been almost two whole decades. We're going to have flip phones and everything. When they went to the playoffs, we had that hard Nokia phone. That was almost indestructible. Shoot, we had the car phone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they 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 were the playoffs. We in the playoffs. They were just yeah. to just being. Well, they were actually a four or a five seed before um, uh, what's the name? Lamelo got hurt. Yeah. So because he got hurt, you know, they kind of dropped. They, that's what dropped him. So had, had, yeah, had he had he stayed healthy, he probably would have. Um, they probably would have been. A strong. Yeah. Right. So then, obviously, the the big playing game was the Lakers and the Warriors, was everything it was supposed to be. LeBron against Steph. Be respectful. When I, when I look at that, no, and I'm not saying I'm not disrespecting LeBron. I just, I, I have, uh, you have a disdain. <laughs> yeah, I have a disdain towards LeBron on the court, off the court. He's a beautiful, awesome guy, but on the court, I have a dis, but. I realized there's somebody out there who literally hates LeBron. Like, a friend of mine, 
who literally, like when I say, if the man sneezes too hard, see, that's what an effective leader doesn't do. He sneezes too hard. Like, bruh, I oh, yeah. thought I didn't like the guy. You, my Oh, friend. it's a lot of that goes on. If LeBron doesn't take the last shot, oh, <sighs> see, that, that, that's the problem. He want to pass the ball all the time. But he came into the league as a passer. And he's number two in scoring all time. And, and I'm not, I'm not well, knocking that. Well, not yet, but he's close enough to it to be number two in scoring. <coughs> <laughs> I'm just like, it was everything you. It was everything that you hoped it would but it be. But it come down to the wire, and, it, it, and, and, and him hitting that clutch at the end. That 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 set it off. Yeah. For me, I was like, because I, I had just pulled up to work, but it wasn't time for me to take my shift yet. So I'm sitting in the car watching it, and when it hit that three, Mike Breen for three, bang! And I'm like. Oh, let's get it. Because I'm a Lakers fan. Go Lakers. Uh, but who else? Um, who else was in the tournament? Um, the Celtics. I kind of figured they were going to win their, their playing game. Too. Uh, and and so now we have what we have is the playoffs now. Now, the playoffs have already started, obviously. And we're going to try to break down, try to be quick about it. Or not. Um <laughs> Um, we're going to break down each one, starting with the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Sixers and the Wizards. Um, Sixers up 1-0 one, uh, one, one right now. Six what are your thoughts? Five. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say six, only because I believe Westbrook and Bill give them two games. Um, what do you think about the Nets and the Celtics? I think that's going to be a sweep. That's, Thank I, you. Like, <laughs> when I, I, if you guys didn't follow us before, I was uh, – Debbie Dowder about the New Jersey, no, wait, like Brooklyn, Brooklyn, sorry. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I um, was a doubter about the Brooklyn Nets. Serious doubter. Like, oh, he got all these superstars on the team. Man, it's all about chemistry. Now, I see that that team is very, it, and if you if you think I'm a little over the top, tell me. I think they was as dangerous as that 73-9 and nine Golden State team. No. Let, let me explain why. Let me explain why. You can, you can disagree. No, I'm, I'm, no, but I'm, I'm going to explain why. We Go ahead. Okay. Now, the reason why I say they just as dangerous, and uh, I know the big factor of that 739 team is Clay Thompson. Okay? That's not it, but yeah, go ahead. Right, that, to me, that's, that was me. Okay. For them to even be still second in the playoffs, and Durant misses some days, Irvin misses some days, Harden missing days, this person missing days, they signing Blake Griffin, yada yada. They, they to make for them to make all these changes and still hold the number two spot. Then you have I watched that first game against the Celtics, and that first half the Celtics was just bringing them across the head. Kevin Durant was four for thirteen. Then the second half. I don't know what happened in that locker room, but everybody and their grandmother was able to get points. Yeah. And I say the new Brooklyn Nets are a tale of two halves. If you don't have them shut down in the second half, you in for a world of trouble, baby. Yeah, so here's where I disagree with you about this Nets team being similar to the 73 and 73 and 9 Warriors. The Warriors were a top 3 defense with that team. There they was able to score 
But they were they were a top top three team in, on defense because of Draymond Green, and because of and they had great role players like Sean Livingston, Andre Igudili, uh, you know players like that. They had they had veteran presence and things like that. This Nets team, I believe they have a chance to get to the finals. Well, it, it but it's contingent on them getting getting past the second round because. It's a possibility they're gonna see the Bucks and and the, the and and the problem with the Nets is that they can't stop anybody because you got Kyrie who don't know if he feel like playing basketball on some days. He's become an empath. Give the man some credit, man. He's seeing other problems out there in the world that's a little bigger than him, and he's 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 absorbing it now. And the re and I'm gonna let you finish your what's the name you know you're saying. And the reason why I say that is because. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because when I see Kyrie and the person from Kyrie from Cleveland, Boston, and now I see that he's been through some phases in his life that he has not divulged to us. So somewhere something has stunted his his full. Because when he first played for Cleveland, that dude was a full throttle a hundred. Then something when he did hear me out though. He played hard when he was in Cleveland. He did. That's because he was the only person on the team. And, and, he, and any other time, he could just say, forget it. But he had a drive. In Boston, that drive was cut in half. I don't know what happened between Cleveland and Boston, but he wasn't the same Kyrie in Boston. I know what happened. He wrote a check that his butt couldn't cash. And yeah. You, you believe that, okay. Because he was like, he didn't want to be under LeBron's, you know, little brother or whatever. He wanted to be a leader. You get to Boston, hey, all right, you want to be a leader? Here you go. Here you go. Oh, you don't want to lead? Oh, you don't know how to lead? Hmm. Yeah, so. It was him that caused the Cleveland Cavaliers to win that championship anyway. Well, no, he didn't cause yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. He, he made one shot. Ain't that what makes the difference in the game. That's so, how Le- well, hold that's on, how, well, hold that's on. That's how LeBron won against Golden State, right? Wait, hold on, hold on. But hold on, if that's the case, so we should give credit to John Paxson and Steve Kerr for winning two championships for Jordan. Hell yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I would. I saw those games. I would. Because everybody was so focused on what Jordan going to do, his people was like, well, we got, they stepped up. If you step up, you get credit. Yeah, okay. But because Jordan gets all the glory. The, the, but, that's how the media push it. Yeah. You talk, you talk to somebody who, but, eh, about Jordan, eh, but, eh, about LeBron. You talk to somebody who, right. Chris Webber, yes, that's me. I'm that type of guy. Nadia Divac, yes. Patrick Stoyakovich, yes, that's me. <laughs> and then, big shot Bob. <laughs> exactly. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. I, I, I'm not a really ride or die Jordan person or ride or die LeBron person. So you you. You right, can't, you can't flip that on me because I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm a Pharisee because everything's Pharisee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna use that. But anyway, I believe the Nets are gonna sweep the Celtics. Um, Bucks and the Heat. Bucks are up two zero right now. I'm playing last night. I think they may sweep the Heat, but unless Jimmy Buckets pulls somebody, Jim, Jimmy Jimmy Buckets is gonna give them maybe one or two games. Because. Cause, Cause, the thing is, I said that last year, like when the Lakers played the Heat in the finals, it was like, man, Lakers gonna sweep them. Now Jimmy Butler's gonna give them two games. That second game they had one. Jimmy, <laughs> did you see that picture? I was so tired. 
Look like somebody's bikini. Well, your carburetor need to be fixed. I got mm-hmm. this to fix. Tell, tell, tell about the gun line, boss. <laughs> Boy, you see the day, boy, boy, the day, boy, 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 you look like your daddy, boy, day, 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 boy. <laughs> so, I think he may give them one or two games. The Knicks and the Hawks. This is the one that, is, is, for me, it's a 50-50. And, I think they'll go 7-1. Yeah. And what, what, I, what I loved about this, this, this game is the fact that, like, playoff basketball is here. And watching, I only watched the game for five minutes Sunday. And the atmosphere at MSG, I was like, yo, I want to go to a Knicks game now. Well, I would rather go during playoff time because the atmosphere. Let's hope Mike Dolan don't kick me out. But, um. <sighs> anyway, he need to get rid of that franchise. But, yeah, I was like, man, they, they look good. Like, the Knicks look good. I mean, thanks to Julius Randle. But I was, I love the atmosphere there. So now who's going to win it? I would probably say I might lean toward the Hawks. Not by much, like, because they, they've already proved they can win in New York. So as long as they can hold the fort. But New York don't want to pay a bank in Atlanta. That's why I say don't go, don't go seven. Oh, yeah. Because we just got to wait and see. Because I think both teams, they are waiting, they're going to play with nothing to lose. Right. Kind of like the uh, Astros uh, Washington yeah. series. That was the funniest thing ever because people from Houston was like, "Oh, you are people from Houston, not you." But people was like, "All we gotta do is win one game in Houston." That's I'm it. like, "But but, wait, but the the road team has won every game." Yeah, <laughs> they both playing like they have nothing to lose on the road. And, <coughs> when, and I then, that, when I saw that same set, I said, "I'm like, this has never happened." Like. A road team won every game. Yeah. Never happened. Now, and then watch this. Your best pitcher says, hey, coach, Gary Cole, I'm ready. Put me in. Well, we'll put you in when we need you to close. Yeah, didn't get Fourth that opportunity. Inning, didn't get opportunity. Fourth inning, I'd have put him in. Because you saw this momentum swinging into Washington's favor. I mean, not only did the game really swung when um, Howie Kendrick I think he hit a home run like the eighth or ninth inning or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But by, by yeah. the fourth, because that's because that's when I knew the action was in trouble. By the fourth, because what's the uh, Spanish guy? He bats oh, like this. Juan Soto. Soto, yes, I hate him. I hate him. Mm-hmm. I really. I just know he's 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 good. He's real good. Now watch this. When he was batting flat footed, swing and miss, swing and miss. He put that little pivot in his foot. Mm-hmm. Bah, home run. I'm like, what and, is and, and then and then what's crazy is that. The the person, the the person that beat the Astros is from Houston, Anthony Rendon. Exactly. I was just like, mm, mm, mm. Uh, I told everybody Houston is the cursed spot to build a championship. Team. Absolutely. Because if you want to, if you want to be, if you want to ring in the next five years, come to Houston, stay two, three years, and then go to another. It's, it's the it's the guaranteed to get some type of championship recognition. It's, it's the it's the it's the training post for 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 players to come. In order to uh, get your rings, because I can name players, whether it's from 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 all, all sports aspects, right? Whether it be football, let's see, football. Um, Owen Daniels, mm-hmm. Gary Kubiak, mm-hmm. Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. That's just football. <laughs> um, basketball, Robert Ory. Who else? Um, oh, it's, it's a plethora of basketball. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, Robert Rose was the first one to come to my, oh, did Sam Cassell get one? No, he didn't. Um, let's see. Man, this, I got to really think about this. It'll come back to me. Anyway, baseball, obviously, <laughs> Steve Finley, Luis Gonzalez. Uh, <laughs> like, all these, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you, Houston. For, for, Jacoby. Um, oh, oh yeah, Jacoby Jones. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't get me started. Let me, let me even got my brain ticking. But anyway. All right. So let's talk about the Western Conference, the Jazz, and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies lead 1-0. What are your thoughts? Utah are going to get that stick out their butt, and they're going to win in six. Um, I think the Grizzlies are going to get one more hard-fought game. But then Utah going to actually kick it in the gift. They find it all. Yeah. Then um, Donovan Mitchell was upset that he wasn't able to play in game one. But. Why wasn't? His uh, ankle. Oh. But, you know, an ankle injury could have a lasting effect on on you as a as a player. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about who's played basketball my whole life. So having an ankle injury, twisting your ankle, you can't just. Be like, all right, I'm going to go back out there and play. No, you got to let that thing rest. You got to ice it. You got to take care of it. So, yep. I'm going to say the Jazz in seven. It, I believe it's going to go seven. Suns and the Lakers. Suns lead 1-0. I'm taking the Lakers in, in six. I said the same thing. <laughs> now... Now I'm I'm gonna I'm save you. We are gonna move on because because I, I because it's LeBron James. <laughs> that and then CP3 is like right about this time of year. He he is not CP3. He mm-hmm. is where is he? Because <laughs> you made it to the playoffs twice with the Clippers, and when it came down to it, you just was just like, nah. Yeah. So I really gotta see. I mean, he got he got the backing of a good Suns team. But I don't think they're going to be able to overpower the Lakers. Right. Um, Nuggets and the Blazers. The series tied at 1-1. That's going six. Yeah. And I, I'm a, if, if it goes six, that's because Dame Dollar put one to uh, send them out to playoffs. That's the only way. That's all the way. Because uh, Dame can't stop joking. Well, they, they slowed him down. They the game. Slow, slowed him slowed down. But, uh, slowed but him down. Uh, I, I think it's going to be on Aaron Gordon. And Michael Porter to get buckets. Did Aaron Gordon play this week? No. Not that Aaron Gordon. That's Ben oh, Gordon, I think. Yeah. Okay. But he ain't got a ring either. Mm. He don't. Mm. Um, Clippers and the Mavericks. Mavericks lead 1-0. I think, I think the Mavericks got a chance to take it in five or six. I don't, I don't do not see it going seven. Because I'm, I'm – because – Playoff P. <laughs> pan, pandemic Paul. <laughs> Pandemic Paul, <coughs> like what, what, what's gonna be his what's gonna be his excuse this time? That's that's my take. Like what's gonna be his excuse? I don't even want to hear it. Cause, <laughs> cause he called himself Playoff Paul, man. Look, mm. have faith to Playoff Paul. Yeah, man. cause uh my um I'm not I'm not there mentally to do this and that. Well, should need this Kyrie, but he 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 crossed you over, dropped third on you with no issue. <laughs> so what's your excuse, uh pan, Pandemic Paul? Okay. <laughs> All right. Philosophical Paul. There you go. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I think if I shoot from here, it might go in. <laughs> Boring. 
Anyway, moving I on. I saw that craziness. What? Um, it was one part of that game where he literally went up the court to try to shoot, like try to pull a Steph Curry, and that bad boy hit the back of the board so dang hard. I was like, idiot. But yeah, let's go on. I digress. So Julio Jones, after talking to Shannon Sharp, says he's out of Atlanta. So what do you think would be a good landing spot? And is he worth the first round pick? Is it worth the first round pick? No. No. Landing spot? He ain't going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, no, we, 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 we. Y'all are loaded. <laughs> I don't even know we signed Giovanni Bernard as a receiving uh, as a receiving back. Then you, we got him. You still Fournette, got Fournette. And then we still got uh, Ron Jones. I'm like, okay. Then we signed some, some top elite front guys. Then we signed some more top elite defensive guys. I yeah. said, this is. This is the Tampa Bay Patriots. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like. Everybody take he, a pay cut to come Come join us. I'll take a million off my check. Look. Look, even uh, D-Hop said he'll take a pay cut if Julio come there. <laughs> <laughs> like, boy. But look. But see, the thing y'all is, already one for one with J.J. Watt because J.J. over there. Yeah, but no. But J.J. Watt don't play offense. But hey. Yeah, he, him and Julio, cool. But that would be a good landing spot for him, though. Uh, well, another landing spot is obviously they say New England. Give Cam some help. I mean, Cam got some receivers. I mean, Cam, Cam got weapons. Um, can I? Can I? Can I be honest? I don't think Bill Belichick knows how to play with good black people. Why not? You look at their chest. Wait, hold on. You know, but you got to think about it like this. The only time. Now, no, hold on. I, I feel you. I feel you. But watch this. Watch this. It is this. And I'm not trying to make it a full-blown racial thing. It's just how his scheme is set up to me. This just this, this me out, and I'll be like 30 seconds. Okay. Each of the championships they won, they only had they had a good, decent black back. Right? Corey Dillon. Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. Now, watch this. Each of the defenses they had had decent black people. Okay. 90% of the time when Tom Brady won his championship was with who? Gronk and Elvin. Did he win a championship with Marshalls over there? He won one with Troy Brown. Troy Brown won MVP of their first Super Bowl, so don't sit up and say that. And the the, the thing that that saved Tom Brady was they had an elite defense. Boy, you looking like that. How many <laughs> no, championships had Tom Brady won? He won seven. He won six in New England, yes. But I'm just saying, like, and one where the black guy was actually a good lead for the team. Go to will 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 suffice for the Malcolm Butler interception against Seattle, which that play to me, I swear to God, I think somebody paid Russell Wilson to do a super play. Yeah. Because if you if Marshawn Lynch is averaging four to five yards a carry, not only that, he had just got four yards on the previous play. Exactly, they couldn't stop the dude. And uh, and, and uh, you can do the most dangerous play to do in the end zone period, which is an inside slant. Right, and then the thing is, um. My homeboy I used to go to church with was on that on that team. So when it happened, he was I know he was PO. Like, like he, he could have had him a ring and everything. Man, what are you What are we doing? <laughs> um let's see. They're, they're talking about Denver as a good spot. No. Los Angeles with the with the with either the Rams or the Chargers is a good spot. I'm not gonna lie. Herbert with Jones, because Justin Herbert can throw. Yeah. That boy can throw. So that'll Shoot, be, even, 
even with um, if he goes to the Rams, Matthew Stafford can't throw the ball. Yeah. Like you know, he can't get the ball downfield, and then that'll definitely help out their their Patriot offense because they still got um, what's his name at receiver. Um, they got Higby, and they got um, what's the boy name? Can't think of his name right now. But anyway, I know the the Rams definitely be a good pick. I know they said Denver, but that would be contingent on Aaron Rodgers going to Denver as well. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was, wasn't at OTAs, but that's not a surprise. We knew that. Yeah. He wants out. Yeah. You, so, you, 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 you literally spit in his face and said, well, first round pick, you sign another quarterback, Jordan Love. So that means you're pretty much telling him, right. hey. Time to get you out the door, buddy. Yeah, I, I, want, I want this guy, not you. Uh, Tim Tebow has finally signed with the Jaguars, and he's the leader in jersey sales. I'm not going to entertain that whole premise. If you want to skip it, you can skip it. I'm a, no, I'm going to just say this. Tim Tebow needs to be the chaplain for the Jaguars. Period. He don't even playing football. Because you got people in the locker room that don't even like it right now. Because <coughs> I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer is working on a scheme to put him at quarterback. And we've seen what he – so – I don't think Tim Tebow, as the person, is a bad guy. I just don't think – well, not even say I don't think. I don't believe that you playing tight end is going to help you at all. You you never made it to the majors trying to play uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. You only made it to the double-A. Mm-hmm. You never went up to triple-A. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the Mets invited you to spring training. Yeah, that's cute. A lot of players get invited to spring training. But if you've made no progress – well, guess what? You're going back to where you came from, double A. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that. He should be the chaplain for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because mm-hmm. he is a Christian brother. I support him in that. Mm-hmm. However, football player, tight end, mm, yeah. like, I, like honestly, I, I have to probably have to watch Hard Knocks. <laughs> like, the, Hard Knocks need to do for Jacksonville so I can see Tim, T, Tim, T, Tim Tebow in action. Kind of um, Texans released Ryan Finley after signing him a few days ago. <laughs> they still don't have a quarterback. <laughs> Shoot, and if <clears throat> clearly Deshaun Watson is probably not going to be on the team. So, he, oh, did you hear news about it? If, if he don't, they still going to pay him. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if he doesn't play, Tyrod Taylor is probably going to be the starter, which is not bad. Yep, because he does everything Deshaun Watson does. He's just a little older. Yep. Um, Eugene Chung was told that he's not the right minority for um, for our office position. And I was like, mm-hmm. my thing is, and then he's also came out and said, you know, I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm like, no, you've already come out and said that oh, you want to bring awareness to it. You know, spit the person's name out. Because it's almost like, yeah, I, I saw, I saw, I saw five people get shot by by this person. Can you describe him to me? Nah, I don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> come on now, come on, come on, Chung. You know, put 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 the GM's name out or the owner's name out. Nah, because normally those positions like that, when they be like, when they say that, I mean, that's that old money, it, old money it, got it, with it, the roots. It's the clearly because we see what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. 
So, <clears throat> former Jaguar Telvin Smith um, gets three years probation after pleading no contest um, for he apparently assaulted uh, for child abuse. I think that's what it was. But I ain't heard a peep from Miss 47% of women watch the NFL. Support us like we support you. Molly Karam. Yeah. I ain't heard nothing from her. All right, boxing. Mm. Tyson Fury is fighting Deontay Wilder in the trilogy. Thoughts? Uh, I think Deontay Wilder going to get knocked out again. I'd rather watch Tank die. Um, I mean, because it is what it is. Well, I mean, I, I understand Wilder wants another chance to defend himself. Well, and they won and won against each other. So that, but that second match, he came in all cocky. Well, I don't think he was cocky. All that weight he had of the extra 40 pounds of weight drained him. That was stupid. So for me, shoot, just be like Mike Tyson. Put cut, put, put a cut-off towel around your shoulders and walk out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to see him get demolished like he did, I was like, yeah, Right. So Anthony Joshua was ordered to fight Usyk since he's not fighting Tyson Fury. Um... I don't know. Anthony Joshua should win. Man, he gonna slaughter that dude. No, I, I was gonna use he got got some hands. He got some hands, but, but he don't have I'm, stamina. I'm, I'm sorry. If Anthony Joshua can get knocked out by, hold on. See, I know we've been talking about that boy Ruiz. Yeah. Yes, I saw that fight. And like in any, in any boxing match, like I would I, I would say I, as much as I would say Josh is gonna destroy that man. All it takes is one punch. And when I see that fight, the one hit that knocks you out is the one you don't see coming. And Ruiz was a chunk built like me. Yeah. And when he threw that quick right and it happened so fast, I said, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, that's what they mean by one punch makes a difference. Yeah. Because. Oh, yeah. Joshua didn't see that punch coming. Neither did I. I mean, shoot, just ask uh, George Foreman. Um. Josh Taylor beats um, Ramirez this past weekend by unanimous decision. Yeah, Josh Taylor put them hands on. But Ramirez, you know, Ramirez, I think he's uh, one of those Mexican boxers, so they brawlers or whatever. But Josh Taylor was like, let me just be patient. He knocked him down twice, so says a whole lot. Uh, Manny Pacquiao ends his two-year hiatus, and he's going to fight Errol Spence Jr. Errol Spence might knock him out. In my mind. Yeah, can, he's going to knock him I, out. Can I be honest? Mm-hmm. Pacquiao don't do that to big money for his city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know he's the mayor of his little city, so. Yeah, he might the mayor, the governor, the, 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 the so judge, they, all they, of that. They, 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 he done fixed the roads and shit. Excuse me. He done fixed the roads and things. <laughs> we going to fight <laughs> yeah, we gonna after fight. this. I know. I'm sorry. We going to fix the roads and things that um, don't get too comfortable. Yeah. That's all sorry. I love you, Yeah, in, in, in the Philippines, yes. Yeah. You gonna fix those roads and things? How much money got left? You only got ten thousand dollars. All right. <laughs> Give me six months. Right. We have about another two hundred fifty grand in account. So, um, yeah. But if he, if he luckily does beat Earl Spence, he's not. Keyword. It's, it's still ninety nine to one. I'm looking at the one just in case the one happens. Yeah, you it's not. It. It's not happening. Don't. So, I mean, honestly, once. Errol Spence handles him. 
Aerosmith to go ahead and fight Bud Crawford. That's the matchup we all want to see. They need to get it together. Um, Shohei Otani for the Anaheim Angels is playing at a level that hasn't been seen in a while. So he was, at the point in time, leading the league in home runs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because he's a pitcher and hitter. You know, you, you don't even see that. So and he has like a two point some ERA, and Wait. he's like, yeah. So this, so this guy, what's pronounce his name? Again? Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. So he's a creative player on MLB MBA, Two K the show. Yeah. But you got all the stats ninety nine. He's a pitcher. Yeah, he's a pitcher and he hits. Oh. And because he's in the American League, so on the days he's not pitching, he can still swing the bat as a DH. And he and he's he at, he was leading the league in home runs, well, in the American League in home runs, but um. How many? He had 13 at the time. Gotcha. But, uh, most pitchers can get 13. Yeah, but, um, you know, what's the name surpassed that now? Vlad Jr.? Yeah. Um, also, are the Padres for real? Right now, the, uh, 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 by percentage points, they have the best record. By percentage points. Um, I think they are for real. But they ain't, but, you know, they, 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 they got to see them Dodgers. <coughs> and, and, and as uh, Ric Flair would say, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. Okay. Also, final thoughts. Final thought. Um, why we like the play-in tournament. I think it's good for the league. I think it's good for the NBA because, obviously, you know, teams can't tank. Teams can't tank. What's your thought? I don't even see it like that. No, no, no. What, what, what I'm saying is, teams can't tank. Is meaning like, because if you if if you on the if you have a chance, if you like have a chance to to get in there, right? It, it gives you more motivation to get in. There. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't even see it from that point of view because I'm like, because hmm. if you if you between the seventh and the tenth seed, instead of saying I'm a quick, whatever, there's already eight teams in there. Right. You can actually fight for your spot. Right. Yeah. yeah. And all, all, now you got to do is view in that ninth to tenth spot. You got to win two games. But, you know, if that's the chance you're willing to take, you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So, as I said, teams can't really just tank. And then now, because the way the draft lottery is, the team that has the last seed, I mean, that's that's the bottom seed of, of whatever division, I mean, whatever conference, you know, that doesn't give you the highest percentage to get the top pick. So although the Rockets had the worst record, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, they have the worst record. You know, yes, they are slated to have a good percentage of getting the the top pick, but nah. They need so, a whole overhaul, though. Yeah, they got young talent, but they need they they need to build around Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. Yep. Get rid of everybody else and start over. Yep. So, we're about to get out of here. Um, of course, y'all know the music that we play. We don't own the rights to it. Uh, the song y'all heard today was Sirens by my boy, J-Flo, a.k.a. Jerry, Jerry Flowers Jr. Um, if y'all want some, some good Bible teaching, you know, Bible-believing sermons to listen to, Listen to him on YouTube, Redefine TV with him and his wife. Trust me, it'll be good for your soul.
It'd be some good food for thought and something that you can unlearn from whatever you've experienced in your past. Because everybody ain't out to get your money. There are, there are people actually trying to save your soul. Again, it's your boy Daydrin. And your boy Steve. And until next time, peace. peace.